Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you are here with us today. This podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. And I'm just going to put this out there. I say this at the beginning of every show. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice so that you never miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a review too. I always love reading what you guys have to say. And thank you to those who have reached out to me on social media. Really appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts. And you guys are the reason I have this show. So thank you again. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. All right. So today I'm doing something different. I'm pretty excited about it. I am in New Orleans and it's not the first time that I've done a show on the road, but it is the first time that I've done a show where I am on location. I have the guest sitting next to me. I am at Drive Sports Performance here in New Orleans. So shout out to them. They're a fantastic gym here. And with me inside the huddle sitting next to me is Stanley Morgan Jr. Stanley is an NFL wide receiver who currently plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's going into his third season. And prior to the NFL, Stanley played college football at the University of Nebraska, where he set a number of school records, including career receptions with 189, career receiving yards with 2,747, and a whole bunch of other records as well, which we probably will get to in the show. So let's get into it. Stanley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm really excited to be on location doing something new. And yeah, we're going to have a great chat. So as I was thinking about where we're going to kick off our conversation, I normally ask people about like why football, but because we are just around the corner from the football season starting, I figure let's talk about you training in the off season. So you're here at the gym training. Talk to us about what that training schedule has looked like. Uh, I usually go Every day except Saturday, you know, just getting in motion to be ready for training camp, pushing myself to new levels because I feel like there's no level that you can't reach. You know, you got to make sure that you're getting better and better every day. So just pushing myself to new levels every day to reach the goal I want to be. And what is your goal for this coming season? To be the best I can be and be the best teammate I can be, you know, playing my role and helping my team win more games and whatever that means at the time, you know, whether it's blocking, whether it's anything I need to do. So just pushing myself to new levels to help my teammates. I'm certainly excited for the season. I know that uh, I'm from Chicago, as my listeners know, and I'm looking forward to Cincinnati coming up to Chicago. I think week three of the season, I believe. So it should be a good time. So let's talk about how did you get into football? What's your story? It's funny because in New Orleans, where I grew up, uh, I was getting a haircut one time and uh, one of my mother's friend's child wanted to race me. And uh, there was just making little bets in the, in the barbershop. And my dad said, uh, my kid can beat you. And uh, we went outside and raced. And the uh, kid father was actually a coach for Willie Hall. So that's where it all started. You know, I beat him in a race and then it was, it was it from there. And what was it about football that made you fall in love with the game? Just competing, you know, every day, you know, just having an outlet. 
down here, it's, it's not too many outlets you can have. So just going somewhere and being a part of something and having great father figures around me. The only father figure I grew up with was my grandfather. So just having coaches around and things to push me was, that was fantastic to me. And for me, like I fell in love with the game of football at four and I've been a student of the game ever since. And there were so many life lessons that I took from the game that I've applied. And so when you look back upon your career, playing football, growing up, what were some of the lessons that football taught you to be successful? I use football in my everyday life. Just like I come in here and I want to be the best and I, I wake up and I want to be the best I can be. That's what I do with football. I apply everything I do with football into my everyday life just waking up and being the best I can be and pushing myself to, you know, maybe I want to get into real estate one day. Maybe I wanted to do investment. So it's, it's no level I can't reach. And I feel like I can do whatever I put my mind to. Love it. Let's talk about you playing football at Nebraska. I mentioned a few minutes ago that you currently hold the school's records for career receptions and also career receiving yards, but you hold so many other records there as well, such as the single season receptions with 70 catches and also single season yards having 1,004 receiving yards during your senior year, which made you the first player in Husker history to have a thousand yard receiving season. And I might add that that was during your senior year, but when you broke that record, you were already the record holder because in your junior year, you had a 986 receiving yard season, making you the first player in Nebraska history to have two 900 yard receiving seasons. Amazing. And I could go on and on. Like I said, there are so many records that you hold, but share with us, what was it about you that really took you to that higher level of performance? Just like this year, you know, pushing myself to the next level in my third year, you know, getting to the higher level. That's exactly what I did my junior year going into my senior year. I wanted to push myself to be the first person to ever get a thousand yards in one season. And that was crazy to me. You know, I never would have thought that I would be from New Orleans going to Nebraska and be the first person to get a thousand yards in one season. That was just something I pushed myself to. And I feel like overcoming that would be, I can overcome anything. Sure. And playing football in New Orleans is very different than playing football in Nebraska. So how did you acclimate to the different climate and just ensure that you would succeed? Being from New Orleans is very hot down here and going to Nebraska is super cold. So just putting my mindset that, you know, just I'll be on the field for just a couple of hours in the cold. So just pushing myself through that and just changing my mindset, you know, it's, it's, it's only temporary, you know, pain is temporary to me. So just pushing myself and pushing myself and, you know, getting around teammates and having great teammates around me to see how they do it and see how, you know, the older seniors and juniors did it when I was younger as a freshman and just following in their footsteps and learning from their mistakes and, you know, building off that. Well, I think it's important to surround yourself with the right people. And so when you were at Nebraska, who were some of the guys that you really aligned yourself with that uh, you felt would help you learn, but also push and challenge you? Well, my coach, Coach Doug, was actually the leader of the room, but I followed guys like Jordan Westerkamp, Brandon Riley, Tyreek Allen, and DP even, Lonzo Moore. We had great receivers before me that just pushed themselves to the next levels and pushed themselves to the next level. And even younger guys, you know, like JD and Tyjon and everybody in that room was family. And Coach Dub didn't accept nothing less from anybody, even if you was from a walk-on like Brian and Rhymers. And it was no level in our room. Everybody had to be top tier. So just pushing ourselves around us was great. 
And so was there something I'm all about, like what kind of advice people pass on to others that have really kind of stuck with them and helped them to succeed and get through anything in life? Is there anything that Coach Doug or anybody else from the coaching staff said to you that's kind of really just stuck in your mind? Well, Coach Doug was hard on us. You know, he, he made sure we was living our football life and everyday life. Like I said, waking up in the morning and being the best you, you can be every day, just like you do interviews. You want to be the best interviewee there is in the world. So you will wake up and be the greatest you ever can be. You look yourself in the mirror and say, how can I be great today? How can I do this better than yesterday? So that's really much the best advice I ever got from him is just to wake up and be the best you you can be every day. Love that. That's important. I think it's important for all of us to always think about. We people talk about getting one percent better every day, but it's and me versus me versus anybody else. And it's so important. Like if you focus on just getting a little bit better each and every day, you're going to see a huge amount of results just by that small incremental improvement. So something that football teaches is not only about being successful and winning, but it also teaches about overcoming adversity, getting back up when you've been knocked down, all dropping the ball, picking back up, focusing on the next play, all that stuff. So can you share with us a time when maybe you fumbled the ball, not in a game, but just metaphorically, like you've dropped the ball, fumbled the ball in life and how you've kind of overcome that? My parents, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, they went through like a little tough life and, you know, just looking at them and seeing how they fought back and always been there for me. Like my mom, she always been there for me, even though she's had a tough life. And my grandparents, you know, they, they raised me close, very close. You know, I'm very close to my grandparents and just seeing my mom struggle a little bit helped me you know, just strive for best, you know, strive to be the best I can be just to be that outlook that she needs, you know, maybe she needs help here and there. So I want to be there for her. So just looking at my, you know, my parents' mistakes and, and, and learning from that. Being from New Orleans, it's a tough area, you know, so learning from everybody's mistakes around me helped me learn to be better than them, you know, and not just better than them, but to be great, you know, and that's, that's what I do. I, I really look at life different, you know, just observing everyone. I observe everything around me and put it into everyday life. I love that. And I'm going to give a shout out to your mom because your mom is super amazing. So shout out there. And so one of the things, let's talk about on the field performance. I mean, you, you don't win every game. You don't make every play, right? So how do you get back up when you drop a ball or something doesn't go your way? Like, what do you do to stay locked in? Well, you, you learn from your mistakes. You have to go through trials and tribulations to get back. So I'll take that as a learning experience. You know, you don't win a game. You don't make the play you want to do. You go back and you watch that and you, and you figure out how can I make it different next time? When I'm, in my, when I'm in that same position, how can I do it better than I did the last time and not make the same mistake again? Just repetition, repetition, repetition and finding out why I did that to not do it again. And how about going into a game? So you're, you know, you're getting ready for a game mentally, like, as you know, I mean, it's all about performance physically, but it's also a mental component. So how do you stay locked in getting ready for a game? What do you do? Well, I get there pretty early, cold tub, hot tub, take a shower, listen to a lot of hype music, a lot of hype music. And then before, right before the game, I listen to a lot of calm music, you know, get back to my mental, knowing what I have to do to perform better in this game, knowing what I have to do to help my teammates beside me, learning my plays. And then right before that play is snapped, I get back into animal mode, you know, just grimy mode. I want to, you know, knock over the guy next to me and just, and just win and win. And so what happens when your team isn't kind of feeling it and you're, you're done? One of the things I loved about football when I was a kid was, you know, the second half comebacks, right? And uh, that's part of what makes the sport so great. It's the playing the full 60 as I talk about and never giving up and playing till the clock at zero. And sometimes you come back and you win, right? So what happens when you're down 
in a game? And how do you keep your teammates energized and inspired? I play special teams a lot. You know, I've been playing special teams since my rookie year. So just going out there and giving it my all and trying to, you know, get a fumble or trying to make that big tackle to uplift my teammates. And it's not over until it's over. You know, you never know what can happen in a game. You never know how that team is feeling. Maybe that team is lax now. So let's just keep going and, you know, and keep going. I always carried that with me. And uh, I learned that from high school, you know, being around my high school teammates at St. Aug, just pushing, you know, and never give up. And St. Aug's a great school, has a long history here in New Orleans of winning championships and, uh, and great players coming out of the school. And so let's talk about you being in the NFL. Talk about that first season. What was, like when I talk to a lot of guys, I'll ask them, what was a big difference between college and, and the NFL level? And people will talk about the speed of the game. They'll talk about how the NFL is a business. So for you, what was kind of that thing when you got to the league? You're like, oh, so this is the NFL. What was that like for you? Going undrafted, you know, you, you, you really see it as a business. You know, you really learn early and uh, learn that it's, this is a business and you have to perform every day. You have to give it your all every day and you have to find out what will separate you when they make that decision, you know, between cuts and keeping this guy here. It's really the difference. It's really being separating yourself because everybody's elite. Everybody come from top tier colleges and everybody's fast. Separations, not too much. So just finding out what makes you different from the next player and what separates you? What's your best aspect? And so what would you say, what separates you from other wide receivers out there? I work hard. You know, it's, it's, I don't give up on any play. I block well. You know, I love to block. I love to get in the trenches and help my running back get to, to the end zone. You know, I love blocking for Joe Mixon. I love, I learned that from blocking with uh, Leonard Fournette in high school. So I've always been a blocker, always been a team player. And, you know, just playing special teams and adding on to my game. And let's talk about Leonard for a second. Since you played with him, he obviously is in Tampa, won a Super Bowl with them. When you look at Leonard, what is it that makes him an elite athlete? I will say that's the best player I've seen play in my whole life. Growing up with him, he's always pushed himself and pushed the team around him and always make sure he carried his teammates with him. Uh, He's a very, very humble person if you meet him. So just always seeing him push himself and push me and push his brother and all our teammates with him. He's always been a stand-up guy and he's always worked that way and always looked like he was 30 years old ever since he was in high school. So just being him was always great to look at and always great to watch him work. So now I mentioned you're going into your third season. And so as you look back on the first two seasons, and I mean, there's obviously guys that are rookies coming on the team and and guys that are in college or looking to go pro, what kind of advice would you share with them about being successful in the league? Just working hard, you know, just never, never put yourself in a position where you think, you can't do it. Always believe in yourself. Always challenge yourself every day. You know, it's, it's you against yourself every day. You know, obviously you're competing with the guy next to you, but make sure you compete with yourself first. Make sure you come there ready to work every day. You know, it's, it's going to be bad days and good days, but you can control your attitude. And when you look back upon the last two seasons, like what was the most memorable game for you? Uh, I, will say, I will say winning the last game of the season my rookie year. We went against uh, Cleveland Browns. We won going into the next year. You know, we get Joe Barrow. It was just a team bonding. You know, we was ready for next year. I worked, I worked a lot harder my rookie year to go into my second year of the NFL. So just winning that last game really helped us grind for the next season. And I feel like this season is going to be greater. Well, I'm looking forward to this season. And so you've obviously got some great new additions on the team. And you mentioned Joe. I mean, Joe's had a great uh, career in college, won a national championship at LSU. And I had the wide receivers coach, Mickey Joseph, on the show 
couple months ago. And so I asked Mickey what made guys like Joe and Terrace Marshall and Justin Jefferson so great. So I'm going to ask you the same question when you look at playing with Joe. What makes the Joe great? Joe is he's a stand up guy. I, I love Joe. You know, I love watching him work because he's one of those guys, like I said, like Leonard, he pushes himself and also pushes his teammates with him. And, is you know, he's a tough, tough, tough quarterback I, I will give him that he's very tough you know you can hit him he'll get right back up you know he don't want no help up he's a very tough mental leader you know he comes to work every day he knows exactly what's going on uh it's like having a coach on the field and you love that you know he's he makes you feel comfortable out there you know he he pushes everybody around him nice and so what are you most excited about for this upcoming season having you know we have a lot of louisiana guys around us not just me, just just my teammates are, uh, achieving their goals. You know, I'm, I told you I'm a team player and I love that about myself. And I can't wait for my team to stride and be the best. I can't wait to win some games, get Cincinnati rocking and having a great time this season. Well, I know there's a lot of folks in Cincinnati that are really excited for the upcoming season. So it'll be great to see y'all suit up, show up and move the ball on game day. So let's talk about what you like to do outside of football. What's kind of your thing? Tell us something that nobody really knows about you. I'm into golfing now. I, I never thought I'd be into golfing, but I love golfing. I love to shoot pool. So uh, me and my girlfriend and my dog hang out a lot. You know, me and my girl go shoot pool. I'm teaching her how to shoot pool, but just hanging out with my my family is is real good. I'm a homebody type guy, so I like to listen to a lot of oldie music and just relax. So if there's something that uh, you would say is your favorite thing to do while relaxing, what would that favorite thing be? Are you a movie guy? You just like to chill and watch TV? What would that be? I would say I like to eat. I love to eat fruit. So I would say eating pineapples, playing a game, playing a game. I've got into playing a game. I've never been a I always been an outside kid, you know. I don't see that that much these days, but I love to play the game now. I love Call of Duty, so I play Call of Duty. Okay. And uh, I hear pineapple. What I hear is a lot of sugar in that pineapple, but I know you work out a lot, so I guess you can, you can have it. So what I want to do now is I want to take you through my two-minute drill and just ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? All right. First question is, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? I wanted to be a football player. player. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Next question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? Mike Epps. Oh, that's it. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can see that. All right. My next question is, what is your favorite vacation spot? Mexico. Any particular place in Mexico? Mm, Cozumel. Oh, that's a nice place. All right. My next question is, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Vanilla. Plain French vanilla bean? Plain. Okay. There's a lot of people that just like plain vanilla. All right. Next question is, what is a pet peeve of yours? Chocolate. Really? It's a pet peeve, huh? Never had chocolate in my life. I don't like it. Wow. I love chocolate. (laughs) Try not to eat it too much, but I do enjoy it. My next question is, what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? Hmm, Move the ball. Oh, there you go. Great answer. And my last question is, you are hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? Mike Epps, Eddie Murphy, and Shaquille O'Neal. And why would you choose them? Well, Shaquille O'Neal is my favorite, probably my favorite person other than my family in the world. I love him. Mike Epps is just funny. I've always been a Mike Epps fan. And Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cops. I just, I just, Eddie Murphy's the guy. Okay, that would definitely be an entertaining dinner party for sure. 
let us know, like, where can people follow you on your journey as you're getting ready for this next season and all the great things that you're going to be doing? Well, I just do a lot on Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram as underscore Morgan Jr. Eight. Perfect. And we'll be sure to put that in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Any last thoughts for our listeners? Work hard and always be the best you can be. And thank you and move the ball. Well, there you go. Stan, thank you so much for being on the show today. Again, you do know how to move the ball. And congratulations on all your success at Nebraska with holding all those records. And I'm also looking forward to your continued success in the NFL and seeing you play this season. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you doing this and being a part of my first on location show. And a special thanks goes out to Drive Sports Performance and the owner, Davlin Marshall Sr., for letting me come do the show here today while I'm in New Orleans. And Drive Sports Performance, they are just doing an amazing job training athletes of various different sports. So keep up the great work. And lastly, I do have to give one more shout out, bear with me, guys, to two special players who happen to play with Stan at Nebraska, and they were both on my show last season as part of my Path to the Draft series, Carlos and Khalil Davis. So shout out to them. Carlos currently plays with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Khalil's currently a member of the current Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Bucks. So go check those guys out this season as well. And if you like today's episode, go ahead and tell somebody about the show. That would mean so much to me. And thank you all for listening again. Until next time, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.